The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. We wanted to start off today by reading a few feedbacks that have uh, come in recently since announcing the meeting at Independence Hall on October 15th for the Patriotic Rosary and reconsecrating our nation to Our Lady. We have gotten a great response from people calling in, from people sending feedbacks, People from all over the world that may not be able to come on October 15th, but are certainly going to be putting their prayers, connecting their prayers with us. So this first one comes from Dolores from Edison, New Jersey. She writes, I've started praying the patriotic rosary again for the upcoming election. This rosary is truly inspired by Our Lady through the Holy Spirit. It makes me feel as if I am praying for every soul in that state and in the states where I have relatives or friends, I add their names. Blessings on all my family and all of Caritas. God lead our election in November to bring our country back to God. And this is from Christina from Wapakoneta, Ohio. 
She writes, I'm reading They Fire the First Shot. I'm only on chapter 23, but I feel compelled to write. I feel that I should order a box of these books and pass them out to the few friends I have. I worry about our current election and how it will transpire. There is much evil surrounding it. A friend of Medjugorje and your radio wave programs and writings have been a godsend, literally. Thank you. We are, as I said, getting a lot of feedback about October 15th and Independence Hall. Hopefully, most of you know the history of our country and that a tree was raised as a symbol to stand against the oppression at that time of England and became known as the Liberty Tree. It was a famous elm tree that stood in Boston, near Boston Common, in the years before the American Revolution. In 1765, on August the 14th, the Vigil of Our Lady's Assumption, colonists in Boston staged the first act of defiance against the British government at the tree. And the tree became a rallying point for the growing resistance to the rule of Britain over the American colonies. And for that reason, it was felled by British soldiers in 1775. And just 10 years after the first meeting, revolution took place. We have a tree here. It's a tree that has been consecrated to Our Lady, in which she has blessed many times. It is a tree that has seen the consecration of this nation on four different occasions in the presence of Our Lady, in which Maria herself has said Our Lady accepted. It is a tree that has been protected over these years from lightning storms to pestilence, in which even Maria has gone before Our Lady asking for protection because she understands the importance of this tree. And so we have always seen, and a friend of Medjugorje has often wrote about this tree as being something more than a symbol, but connected to the founding of our nation and the return of our nation back to God. And so when we go to Independence Hall in Philadelphia on October 15th, this gathering of people those here with a friend of Medjugorje, as well as people from all over the country who believe in Our Lady and who've been here underneath this tree, bring with this gathering all of the graces and blessings and prayers that we have said throughout all of these years for our nation. And we believe it's very important to gather at the site of the birth of our nation to bring this to a full circle that Our Lady can have in her hands what is necessary to bring our nation to healing, especially in regards to this presidential election. So we begin our program today in looking at a confusion that's taking place in society that might make you confused. It's hard to read things in the culture today. In fact, the present culture has a cultural interpretation of what is right and wrong. And you have to ask yourself, is the Bible the final authority or is the cultural interpretation? And these are two opposing views, sometimes clashing with each other, sometimes mixed up with each other. 
the Bible is not a salad bowl where you go pick what you like and the next person does the same and pick different ingredients, what they like. You don't pick and choose out of the Bible what you want to find because that's a cultural interpretation. The Bible is the final authority along with the church. Some may object to that. That's not Catholic. Say, well, the Bible's the final authority. Yes, it's true. But you have to have the pastor and the authority of the church to give us all the way back to the beginning of Christ starting the church and that history of tradition that the Bible was written in can be known. And so you can say outright the Bible is the final authority, not the cultural interpretation that we have now of what is right and wrong. You can say, I don't accept everything in the Bible. Suppose someone tells you that I don't believe in gravity. Well, when they step off a 20-story building, they'll find out the final authority was gravity because it's truth. It's the same thing with the culture today. What are we doing today? We're picking and choosing, and we don't understand, and we're not relating, and we're not transferring back to the causes of our problem. It's stepping off a 20-story building and finding out that gravity has a consequence of pulling you down and killing you. If it's just a one-story building you want to test it on, maybe not so big of a violation against morality, you're still going to get a broken leg. There's consequences of not having a final authority in your life. And so we have a culture today that's sailing around, plagued with all kinds of problems, not traceable back because we're not praying to what is the cure for the problems that we have. People are mystified. They're mystified, mystified by so many things that are assaulting us without the solution. If I've heard it once in the last two years or so that we don't have a solution, I've heard it a thousand times. And yet we do have a solution. There's got to be a final authority. You can't pick and choose what you want to see that's real. God gives us boundaries. Those boundaries have the consequences of giving us the highest good, the best good that can be given to us because God's will is the best thing we can have. His will is in the Bible. His will is in his commandments. And when you do that, you're going to experience good. All the cultural will or all the culture that is following the final authority and the culture that's culturalizing their mandates by their interpretation won't. So what does this calculate out to be? Unity, just the opposite. Is a lady coming from unity? Just the opposite of what you think. Jesus had to say the same thing. You think I'm coming for peace. In other words, you think you're coming for unity. No, I'm not coming for that. I'm coming to divide. Our lady said January 25th, 2005. Pray, little children, for unity of Christians that all may be one heart. She didn't say that unity of everyone will be of one mind and one heart. We don't want to be yoked with those who have a cultural interpretation as a final authority or a solid bar mentality of what is right and wrong, even using the Bible. We don't want to be in unity with people of believers of the Bible who pick and choose according to their own likes and what they want. 
And it's a strange thing that our lady, or really, it's not a strange thing, it's just a truthful thing, but it's strange to us as a culture, that it says, pray, little children, for unity of Christians, that all may be one of heart. Why? Because we have not been in unity as the final authority of what Jesus says, my peace, my unity, in other words, is division. I've come to divide. You get a knife, you cut a piece of cheese off of cheese, and that divides from the main body of cheese. You go slice butter, then it gets with the other. And then you put that butter on toast, and you put three or four slices, they melt and become one. But they're separate from what's cold, what's hard. We've got a hard society today with a hardened heart that we're being sliced out of. That's why it's painful to go to Mananoia, which is conversion, the process, and you get segregated from your family and everybody else because you've been sliced off like a piece of butter put with other slices of butter on the bread, the Eucharist. And we melt together and we become one. Why is that necessary? We have to. Everybody's talking about the United States is not in unity anymore. I can't believe the division. We got to be one. We got to be one mind. No, that's the wrong mentality. It's the wrong way. There has to be two Americas. You could say in the 80s and 70s, all the way back before that, we were still one America. 9-11 happened. Everybody was holding hands that night. Democrats, Republicans, left, right, philosophically, moral, immoral, everybody came together. We don't have that now. Why? Because it's destined for unity that would have to have division. What does that mean? In other words, we have to have two Americas to make one America. We cannot be unified where darkness is and light is together. That's not unity. And if we are unified, and we have been unified with darkness, then we have the statement of our lady saying pagans are really no different than you as Christians. Many Christians, she said, lived like pagans. So what is she here for? To slice you off the stick of butter. To put you into a unified cell of thought. Just like Jesus went and got 12 people, formed their thought, put them in a solid formation of thought, separating them from Judaism and everything they've been trained for. And it was hard for him as Jesus to do the same thing all the way through the three years. They still didn't understand the end of the three years ministry of Jesus, they still didn't get it, everything. And there is Peter still denying the Christ from the night before he's crucified. And then Jesus says, you'll understand. You go to the upper room, you pray for nine days, you do a novena, you go up there and pray for nine days, and then suddenly the Holy Spirit comes and they're solidified by fire. They're melted. And they're bond together in a way that they get it. They finally get it. Don't think Our Lady's not here to segregate. When you hear all the people as conservative that are fighting each other now within the Republican Party or within the movements and the Democrats fighting each other, their own ranks, is to pull them out of those ranks and put them over here on the other side to come together. We've got the Massachusetts Supreme Court just gave Blacks green light to flee. That's the headline. The judge just said 
that if an officer goes to stop someone, that they don't have to stop. So whatever they're doing and they decide to run, they can run. She gave a judgment. We did not eliminate flight as a factor in the reasonable suspicion. And she goes on and says that they can they can leave. So you got police coming up. A black guy has a gun. And it's related to this, everything that's happening right now. That they can't just they can't just walk away or run away. She says the Supreme Court judge of Massachusetts's Supreme Court says flight is not necessarily prohibitive of a suspect's mind or conscience of guilt, rather in the state of mind of the conscience of guilt. And so here we have the ACRU praises this as a powerful ruling conforming for people of color. And so their answer to this when they come up on something in the scene and they ask them to stop is police will just have to develop, quote, police will just have to develop other investigative tools, the judge said. Amazing. What is this going to do? Anarchy. Is this going to bring more unity? By no means. What will it do? It will solidify those who own their own order and do not want anarchy and solidify those who want anarchy. You see the genius of this and what he's doing? Not in these cases, but Obama has divided the country. He's been a tool to divide it. And we had to start evaluating our philosophies, our beliefs, our Christian principles. All the while, the other side is defending their position not to have those things. They want the cultural interpretation. We're now turning more to the biblical interpretation. We're studying the Bible more. We're reading it more. And he said, read scriptures. She's guided us to do that because she knows that will divide us out of those who aren't walking in the scriptures. So these boundaries that we learn through conversion to the message to what he's doing makes us see things. We have all kinds of people doing good. Our lady's move to us today is let darkness be darkness and light be light. There has to be a separation. So when Jesus formed the cell of people, it was so small, but it was so strong. It was so principled. It was so grounded in truth that people became attracted to it. It's like putting a magnet on metals that raise up to it and cling to the magnet. Jesus' band of followers were a magnet that pulled people out of the darkness. And while they may have had virtues, they still were amalgamated with darkness, which affected them. So a lady comes for unity through division. We are to be divisive. Father will turn against son, son against father. He gives seven explanations of this division. And what happens to the son that turned away from the father or the daughter from the mother or the daughter-in-law from the mother-in-law? They pool together to come to form one solid cell of thought that attracted people to do it. People want to belong to something that's powerful. They want to belong to something that's strong. It's an attraction that the human heart seeks to be among that which has that strength. That's why the Marines excelled when they were losing members in all other branches of the military. They decided to go the opposite of the Army, Navy, and 
other branches by making basic training harder. And the numbers grew. And so our lay's hard on us. And we go through conversion, we start losing friends. We start getting away from other people. But you get new friends who are aligned with your thought. That's what this October 15th, one of the joys people experience is you're going to be around like-minded people that think like you do. And it feels good. Thank God I'm here in Independence Hall in front of it with a group of people that believe like I believe. You'll have a consolation there. When you're surrounded with other people, maybe even in your church, you may be the only one. And so we have this separation. People coming out of the Democratic Party, people coming out of the Republicans, all coming to the one thought process because we're following truth. So don't misunderstand this. And what amazes me is how many national-level people that are spokesmen for the conservative movement and it amazes me, they say, conservatism, conservatism. Christianity is the place to be. It's not conservatism. You will be conservative by the natural principles of Christianity. Christianity is what's needed in the streets right now with the blacks that are rioting. They're separating. And other blacks are separating from these who are rioting because their stores, too, are suffering and being burned down also. So you have a division even among blacks right now, the radicals who want no control, who are nothing more than thugs, who throw off the yoke of any virtues of Christian principles. What happens if even an officer shoots somebody unjustly? What's Jesus' position? To go out there and riot or say, God will take care of that? You're not going to be harassed if you comply with authority. A police officer is God. Because not the man, not the individual, but his authority is from God. And authority can punish you and go against you if you're always violating the law. All this Massachusetts ruling is going to do is cause more people to get killed, blacks and officers. I was raised where you didn't, our parents taught if a police said something or he stopped or he was, you think you can run a traffic ticket, you stop. You do what you're told to do. And that's really simply all you have to do. And yet we have this anarchy ensuing. And now we've got Massachusetts sprinkling pepper and salt on this situation to make it more flavorable for a criminal breaking into a house just to run. It's going to breed more problems. And it's very logical and it's very simple. But see, you're seeing this. And where some people, even blacks, may have been more sympathetic to what this might take, and they're getting the other side too. They're deciding. We just had Reverend Farrakhan, who's been for Obama for eight years. Farrakhan saying to Obama, Let Trump do what he wants. You failed inner city blacks. And it's true. See, that's a separation. Who would ever think Farrakhan would say something like that? This guy's been radical against everything that well, you might stand for, or I might stand for, and even the other blacks stand for. Because even though the blacks don't like this guy. And now he's turning. See, the separation of thought. We're, aligned, we're aligning ourselves with truth and saying, hey, this is crazy. If you're a criminal, you just got a free ticket in Massachusetts. Isn't it interesting that Massachusetts is separate from all the other states? They brought in abominable marriages first. The scandal in the priests of the church broke in Massachusetts. Massachusetts is the forerunner of all these things. And now they're going to give a free lunch to criminals. 
basically the police are incapacitated. They can't do anything. All they can do, why would they police? And you're going to blame them for not going to 911 calls, emergency? This is going to cause more harm to blacks. If anybody wants to riot and raise Cain, it's those good blacks out there who see this and know what's going on. Farrakhan, I never dreamed in a thousand years he would sit there and say, let Trump do what he wants to do. You failed intercity blacks, Mr. Obama. Amazing. Frank? The nature of our financial situation today could, could not possibly be overstated. To be involved in the monetary system now is to be involved in, in something that is so serious that the Almighty Father had to send Our Lady in our time. And it should be taken very seriously. It should be handled with a sense of urgency at this time. We've been in this situation for a long time, and we know that we have to be active in the things that we need to be doing to prepare. So that's what we're here for at Global Silver Investors. You can reach us toll-free to discuss these things. The number's 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com, and our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. So we have Our Lady, January 25th, 2005. For unity of Christians that all may be one heart. That's what you'll feel in Independence Hall, October 15, 2016. I know it's a late call. It's all come up at one moment. But, you know, some of the best decisions is spur-of-the-moment decisions. Cancel whatever you're going to do. This is not symbolic. We're not out there protesting. We're not out there to get attention for what we do, except the attention from heaven. We're going there from the heart, unified for the strict purpose that God take this nation and do what he promises. And better yet, we made that date October 15th, not realizing that nine days before that and ending on the 14th, the day before, we were on our annual nine-day bread and water fast. We have thousands of people who usually join us every year, and this has been going on how many years, 15 15 years, 18 years? At least, yes. So we we have the power behind it, and we have the people behind it. Mariana was told by Our Lady on this great day of prayer, one of the second of the month apparitions, when they first began. I saw Mariana three months later. I said, why did Our Lady say a great day, a great day of prayer on this day? Because I looked, maybe the Pope said something. I looked at the news. I, I looked at everything. I was researching Nothing happened in the world. Why did I say great day of prayer? And then Mariana says, oh, yeah, now I remember. We had 50 people there, and they prayed three hours before our lady came, and they stayed after us for a couple more hours and prayed. It was very powerful. We just also want to put out a strong call to people to sign up for this nine-day bread and water fast. If ever we needed the ammunition and the strength from our fasting to place before God, it is now. We need more than just to cover one day out of next year. We, are, As a friend of Medjugorje always says, fasting is an exorcistic prayer. You cannot thrust Satan out without fasting. That's from Scripture. So don't 
look at it like somebody else is going to do this. This is the year everybody needs to do this fast. We're asking that you participate in this and that you take upon yourself the burden, the sacrifice of bringing this nation to God. We're not looking for numbers. We're looking for the heart. Pray, little children, for unity of Christians, that all may be of one heart. That's all we need to do to take over because when the unmoral is separated from the moral, they can't stand. When we're mixed up with them, we have to perpetuate that. And when we segregate from them, they'll want to come toward us. And the ones who refuse and totally reject the path of the Bible, the path to Christ, the path of the messages, they will collapse. And that's coming. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomic show with a friend of Medjugorje. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.